0: Welcome to Excellent Adventures, where I, your host Ruth Sweeney, take a step away from my duties as a radio and TV personality and give you a first-hand look at my other love, backyard chickens and homesteading. Take a listen to conversations I have with others who are in farming, homesteading, and connected brands. And some of those conversations go a little like this. She does say I have too much, though. She says I have too many, but I don't think I have enough. The chicken math started mathing. <laughs> yep, yep, it's never ending.
1: I only started with like four laying hens. Now I have over 100 chickens and geeks and ques- equipment.
0: Out. So the first question we ask everybody that comes on to the Excellent Adventures. What was your old cluck moment? The first thing that comes to mind is when the first time I got locked inside one of my own chicken coops. We talk about the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Now let's see who's on this episode of Excellent Adventures. Here we go again, back at it. Another episode of Excellent Adventures. Got another special guest here with me, man. Shoshana Rourke, the adventures of Shoshana Rourke. You have been doing some incredible things. We've all been watching you got like four hundred thousand people <laughs> on your facebook page things blowing up um yeah. how you feeling today
1: good good kind of a little tired just having to <laughs> run around after kids and animals and all that fun <laughs> stuff but you know i mean that's part of it
0: yep that's it and that's what i was saying like a little off camera this is a real life podcast for real life people doing real life animal things yep yep and i know you got the baby there too
1: Yes. Yes. He is uh, two weeks now. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We all love your, uh, your cartoon, like Disney Pixar thing with you, your <laughs> husband, and the, the baby inside of the belly the and Hank. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. Yep. I uh, I did that on one of the AI generators and mm-hmm. I, it blew my mind I was like oh my god this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life and that is definitely going up
0: <laughs> cool I, it definitely hit it on the head when I did mine I looked like uh, Idris Alba or something I was like this isn't <laughs> me at all yours actually <laughs> look like you guys <laughs> I think I was the wrong
1: it took me about a hundred times to get it okay.
0: So. <laughs> okay so I don't feel too bad now <laughs> This is how we kick off every single episode. We ask you, what was your old cluck moment? That's the moment you knew for sure. This is what you are doing with your life. So what was your old cluck moment where you knew you were going to be in the ranching and exotic rescue and rehab life?
1: I, you know, honestly, I think I have about 12 of those because it's always changing. <laughs> okay. Um, like I, i guess like when it came to chickens i my husband and i we went out to dinner it was like some fancy dinner too and um i was on my phone and i just came across something and i just started sending noah just like little bits and pieces about chickens and i'm (laughs) like, and he just like turns to me and looks and it's just like is this really what you're doing right now like we were at like it was like a business meeting or something and i'm like i mean (laughs) you know it's your business not mine
0: (laughs) I'm into this chicken business right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, I had chickens as a kid, um, and I had one. He was a super sickly, kind of gross-looking little chicken. Like, he was pretty Mm. sad-looking, and um, I named him Turkey, and he was my (laughs) friend, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he'd come when I called him. We'd go on, like, little walks together. He outlived all the other chickens, which was amazing, because, like I said, he was sickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then as for the exotics, you know, every time I bring something home, I think it's an o'clock moment. <laughs> like, what did I just do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just change the game up a little bit more. I, that's an incredible story. I know you're in Texas now, but you grew up in Alaska.
1: Yes. Yeah. Tell me so, about that. I was actually born in the Caribbean. Um, I was the first child adopted from St. Lucia into the United States. um, And I went straight to Alaska.
0: (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Wait a second. (laughs) You went from one of the most tropical places on Earth to the coldest place on the planet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's... um, I love both places. People always ask me which one I prefer. Um, I absolutely love both places and it's hard to compare them. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, Alaska to the Caribbean, like, you know, you can't really compare that. So um, Alaska, though, I have to say is probably my absolute favorite place on earth. Um, People Mm -hmm. think that Texas is like, you know, super hot and like mild winters and all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I tell you right now, Last week, it was about 10, 15 degrees colder here than it was in my hometown in Alaska, and I was ready to go back. I
0: understand that. I understand it It gets cold here, too. I'm in Georgia, and folks are like, oh, this guy, I love the weather there. It was 13 degrees last week for a good four or five days in a row.
1: Yep, yep. And, yeah, I mean, I tell you, going out to the bar, well, you're – you know, used to it, but going out to the barn and having to, you know, every single day, having to deal with those animals and, you know, whatever crazy things they decide to throw at you that day. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it gets a little rough sometimes when it's, you know, five, 10 degrees outside, but, you know, I mean, we do it cause we love
0: it. So. Absolutely. Do it cause we love it. And it you know. sometimes, sometimes it does not feel like work when you're out there.
1: No, no. I mean, when I'm out there with my kids and, you know, my son is out chasing around the water buffalo and, you know, torturing his ponies or whatever, you know, I mean, I, it's not work, you know, at that Mm -hmm. point, like, but then it definitely, um, you know, especially with the rescue, um, some days it's definitely work when you're, you know, you have to put one down or something like that. It's really hard. It takes a toll on you and all that kind
0: of stuff. Yeah. And we're having a rescue and your goal to rehab and to give those animals a second chance of life. That's fulfilling within itself. We just want to say thank you for what you're doing with that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's a challenge, you know, it always seems like the ones that I absolutely fall in love with are the ones that I lose. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I love all of them, but you know, we just lost Scarlet not too long ago, which was um, the last rescue that I had taken in before having cannon. Mm-hmm. And that was it was a challenge. It's still like even when I think about it and all that kind of stuff, like it, it still kind of gets to me. So, um, you know, I mean, it, it does take a special kind of person to be able to completely detach because that's really what you have to be able to do to continue through it is you have to be able to con- detach and for me I go into it just with the mindset of if they make it and I'm able to give them a new home and a new life then you know that's a bonus and if they don't make it then I gave them a really awesome last 5 days or you know a month or or whatever you know I gave them a really good step to the
0: next side. So I can see that it comes across in the videos and the reels and pictures and and everything that you guys post that you, you are giving them the best that you got and they are (laughs) loving and appreciate every second of it, no matter how, how long or short it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, it's crazy. And and I have people that they don't understand like why my kids are involved in like Mm -hmm. when a horse dies or something. And I'm like, it's part of life. Like it, it sucks. It sucks for me. You know, I can only imagine how my kids feel about it, but you know, it's part of life. I'm not going to shelter them from that. You know, I mean, it's, it's part of it. So, um, you know, but teaching them compassion and respect of the animals and, you know, there are not a lot of children that get to experience that part of, you know,
0: life. No, 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 I know I didn't. I I grew up in the city, for the most part, I stayed with my grandparents sometime in North Carolina, got to be around certain things. And I think that's where I caught the the animal bug. But you're right. A lot yeah. of kids don't get experienced that. Like, I know I didn't get experience full grown horses and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's got to be incredible. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like when I got a two part question. So when did you get started? I know at the dinner table at the fancy restaurant, you're you're <laughs> shooting over chicken information. When did you get started with that? And then I'm going to ask you, when did you get started with the actual rescue aspect of it?
1: So the chickens actually came after the rescue. Oh, okay, um,
0: so usually chickens are the gateway drug
1: no not here <laughs> well I you mean, started just, with the
0: marijuana of animals last <laughs>
1: i feel like i feel like little girls though when it comes to like horses and ponies mm-hmm. i mean you know that so um we actually i guess if you go in order of it i guess we did have chickens first but that was like a long time ago mm-hmm. when i was little um growing up in alaska we had chickens um it's kind of hard to keep chickens in Alaska.
0: there's um, <laughs> a lot of every, predators. and Yeah, snow. <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, things are coming out of the sky to eat them. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, if you think that hawks and stuff down here are crazy, we lived in the Eagle capital. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, when you're running around with a little chicken and an eagle decides that it wants that chicken and it's not scared of you,
0: that's mm-hmm. like the most
1: terrifying thing in
0: the world. <laughs> so, I bet it is. And they, you know, these are not hawks. These are eagles. Seven yeah. foot wingspan. I, I saw one post the other day in Alaska and it was like fifty eagles in somebody's yard.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh there was one time that I was outside and there was one of those like updrafts or something where it was mm-hmm. hot and all these eagles were swarming to it. And I sat there and counted, and I literally counted over three hundred eagles. And wow. I mean, it's scary. <laughs> like that you is. Know? So, but I mean we had times that I remember one time in like specifically that I was in the middle of a riding lesson and all of a sudden I hear this racket and I look up and there's a big Eagle flying overhead with chickens. Like, you know, he dropped like one or, you know, but I mean, he had like a whole bunch of chickens and they just like, I mean, they, <laughs> they just you know, so and we're like running after, we're throwing things at him and mm. nope. See ya. So, wow. But, um, so, you know, the, the chickens, that's kind of where the chickens started, I guess, was back in Alaska. Um, and then I didn't have chickens for a very long time until, um, actually just recently, uh, we bought a new house and the people that we bought the house from left all the chickens. They left Mm -hmm. all the donkeys, um, and a cat, and so i moved into my new house and there were all these animals and so yeah so that started the chicken thing again um and then with the rescue um I started horseback riding lessons when I was eight. Mm. Uh, My mom bought me my first lessons and uh, you know, that just started that whole, you know, I mean, I, I was homeschooled, so I focused my entire day around, you know, getting outside so that I could go ride my horse through town. Mm. Um, My best friend was homeschooled too. So, you know, we would literally just take off for the day and um, between, our families, we had like 20 horses. Um, and our goal was always to ride every horse, every single day. (laughs) So, um, you know, and I would, I would travel throughout the United States. Uh, we went to different clinics, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I, when I was in college, I decided that I didn't want to be a horse trainer. Um, I liked the science behind the horses. I liked figuring out like you know, what made them tick, what made them look their best and um, be able to compete their best. Um, And I liked training for myself. I love training for myself. I just don't want to do it for the public.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Gotcha.
1: So, yeah. So then the rescues kind of, I was breeding horses and then the rescues kind of just slowly crept in, you know, and people found out about me. And so they would like, Oh, Hey, I found this, small little animal in the middle of the road do you want to take it and I'm like no I don't really want to but I guess I will and you know and then it started being horses and all that kind of stuff and um it kind of just grew and grew and grew and now it's horses water buffalo um I mean (laughs) zebra I don't know whatever whatever shows up at my door
0: so What was the weirdest and funniest call that you got about an animal there? Somebody's trying to give you guys. We've reached that part of the show where we hook you up with some insider information. And this time it's some egg side information. Y'all know what I mean. (laughs) Because people ask me all the time, how do you get your chickens so fluffy and healthy and happy? And their eggs are so bright, beautiful, and they taste delicious too. I would love to dedicate all those things to me coming in and having a great time in that chicken coop every day and shaking it up with those ladies. But the fact is, it comes from a healthy and balanced diet of Purina's Laena. That's the brand we use. Whether you've got laying hens and you want to go with the Purina Laena plus omega-3, or you've got a bunch of baby chicks running around in your brooder and you go with that Purina Start and Grow Crumble, you can't lose. I know we haven't. So visit their website today. And in three easy steps, you can get discount coupons for the Purina product that's right for some great nutrition for your animals. I did it myself and it only took me about two minutes. It's absolutely worth it. And to make things easier, we have the Hyper link on our website blackyardchickens.com just look under product of the month and you'll see the link right there to go and try your purina feed greatness and through their trial program they can pair you with the right nutrition and let you try it with your animals and see the results now i can tell you all day how purina feed greatness has been absolutely phenomenal for my chickens goats ducks and rabbits but you can see for yourself go to blackyardchickens with a z.com now let's get back to this week's adventure
1: oh that's a good question (laughs) the weirdest and funniest call well (laughs) i got a call about um about a water buffalo the newest water buffalo that we have in Mm -hmm. the family actually i didn't get a call i was out there when we found her um and uh she was nursing trying to nurse off of a bull which he was not too excited about that. So they were kind of, you know, she was kind of getting pushed around and all that kind of stuff. And they were watching her. Um, And so I ended up leaving and then they called me that night and they were like, do you want her? (laughs) And I'm like, not particularly, but let me come, I'll meet her. I'll I'll see how I feel about it, all that kind of stuff. And then if I want her, I'll come back and get her. Mm -hmm. Well... (laughs) I get out there and, of course, I fall in love with her. She's so sweet. She just wants to, you know, and I'm like, the two hours, it's an hour and a half drive to get out here. So, like, do I really want to, you know? So, I ended up putting this little water buffalo in the front seat of my husband's truck.
0: I know he was happy about that.
1: Well, we didn't tell him until we got <laughs> almost home and then we sent him a picture.
0: Hello. So, you're riding <laughs> an hour and a half with a water buffalo in the front seat of a truck.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> and I. At one point, I drive past. You know, my I've got the truck is huge, so people mm-hmm. can't Clancy. easily see in. <laughs> yeah. Um. But at one point, I pass a semi driver, and he looks in and does a double take, and then almost drives off. The-
0: because <laughs> <just like>, hey. <laughs> I look in your <laughs> seat and I see a water buffalo I'm gonna have questions <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. well I mean like you if you look through some of our reels um mm-hmm. we have a, a miniature stallion his name is Felix mm-hmm. he's also one of my rescues um and he now gives back by we go to hospitals and schools and all that kind of stuff well I got tired of having to do the whole truck and trailer mm-hmm. you know big rig and especially we going to these little places but some of them it's hard to turn around all that kind of stuff so I taught my boys to just jump in the back seat of my car (laughs) so I have videos of myself you know like driving and literally looking in the mirror and Mm -hmm. I leave the windows open because Felix likes to put his head out the window and he (laughs) likes to neigh at cars as we drive by (laughs) so you know I mean it's if it fits it sits you know
0: (laughs) If it fits, it sits. That is mm-hmm. the new motto. Now, if I could only train my great pair of needs to get in the back seat, that'd be great. He, has, she hates the car.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, maybe get her a pony that gets in there, and maybe yeah. you know they buddy up, and there you go.
0: There we go. I love it. Now, no, that's a heck of a cleanup if they have to go in the back seat.
1: Actually, my guys are potty trained.
0: <laughs> How do you potty train a pony? This yeah, is a whole um, new episode.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of work, um, but my guys, they go to the bathroom before we get in the car, and then mm-hmm. they are allowed to have um, access to go potty before we go inside again, and then yeah. typically up to four hours they won't go to the bathroom. Um, I ha- We have had accidents, but um, gotcha. they're pretty good about kind of telling me when they need to go to the bathroom. So we've never had accidents like on the floor or anything.
0: There we go. I love that. My goat <laughs> peed in my truck and it, it stank for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> I was going out. If it fits, it sits. I went to pick up a rescue goat. And on the first trip, we stopped at Starbucks for a pup cup. And then on the way back, she had a, a, a pee-pee.
1: <laughs> I mean you know I will say that if you buy those little dog, those puppy pads
0: mm-hmm. those
1: work really well, Just well saying. that'll
0: be my next thank you for that <laughs> that is an excellent nugget that we this will be a whole separate episode potty yeah. training pony part one There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's great man tell me about these exotics what do you have on the ranch right now we know buffalo we know horses what else is there because I saw you playing with the lemur the other day
1: <laughs> yeah so actually at the moment we only have one exotic on the ranch um which is tilly our baby bu- buffalo um i kind of tried to downsize and spread out all my creatures while having this baby and everything um just so that i wasn't overwhelmed and that i had to pass them off you know we had to have a pet sitter come in while i was in the hospital and such <laughs> my uh my big guy likes to rearrange the whole entire property so um yeah. I didn't like that while i was uh while i was in the hospital and somebody else was having to care for him so mm-hmm. um so at the moment that's all we have but um i have a friend who has my my big guy, um, she also has lemur and like all that kind of stuff. Um, my husband actually just cleared me to get a wallaby.
0: <laughs> oh, a wallaby?
1: Yes. <laughs> you like
0: You're getting a wallaby. A wallaby. <laughs> cool. How does so, that happen? How does that um, conversation happen? Please give me the, the the breakdown.
1: Well, you know, it would be a lot easier of a conversation if you drank. <laughs>
0: he doesn't hold on let's have a sober conversation about me wanting a wallaby here's three reasons why
1: (laughs) i mean you know yeah i it's one of those things that i try to add to our ranch to bring people in so that we can offer tours and that sort of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, all of our money goes back to the rescues. So when I do like a project horse or something and I offer it to the public, that money from, from um, that project horse goes back into the rescue fund and helps, you know, pay for all of that. So I typically am not going out and, purchasing exotic animals but there are a lot of exotic animals that actually end up at sales um Mm -hmm. you know so like we've had different we've had zebras and zonkies and we had a patagonian mara um which if you don't know what that is it's like if you mix a deer and a guinea pig and a rabbit all in (laughs) one (laughs) um they're about let's see um probably about a foot tall, maybe um, They
0: freeze, right? They, Cause they're prayer. Those are the ones that kind of freeze when you walk up or walk up on them.
1: They kind of do. But then when they start running, they can actually run like 40 or 45 miles per hour. And if you corner them, they will go on attack. Mm. <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, but so we had Mara, um, and I mean we've had kind of a little bit of everything, and um, we then will try to find new homes for them and that kind of stuff, um, gotcha. you know. And and so like Cody, he was half. His name was Barcode. We called him quote Cody. He was half <laughs> zebra, half donkey. Okay. Um, And he is, we sold him to a family down in San Antonio, Texas, and, uh, they use him for, uh, livestock guardian. Um, you know, so I got him as a youngster and kind of bottle fed him. He was another one that I actually put, he was in the back seat of my truck.
0: (laughs) We've got a water Buffalo. We've got a pony. We've got a Uh, zonkey.
1: We had had a Zebu in there too, which is a exotic cow. Okay. Um, and all of these animals also lived in my house as well. So I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and mind you, my husband didn't so much as have even a dog before he met
0: me. Oh, that's culture shock. That's like you moving from St. Lucia to Alaska.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little worse than that, actually. It might be. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. He got thrown right in. He, he's, you know, and yeah, now, now he's totally invested. Like he is a hundred percent invested.
0: How was that for him? I know you guys probably have conversations. Like, how was that for him? What is his, his some of his conversation as far as his transition into that type of lifestyle?
1: Well, he took to it very easily, actually a lot easier than I thought he was going to. Um, he is a big hunter uh, and that's caused a little bit of friction between us at times. Um, but you know, I mean, I go hunting too. I, I have no issues really with it, but, um, you know, he, he was amazing just now. Like when I had our second son, um, mm-hmm. he was out in the barn. You know, I mean, I was only not out there for like two days, so you know. But he took right over. He was feeding, watering, you know, making mm-hmm. sure everybody was comfortable. Um, he probably actually did a better job at it than I do. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, now he is so invested in it that I mean, he'll see animals and he'll be like, "Baby, you should get one of those." <laughs>
0: Oh, Ben. <laughs>
1: Well, like, I'll tell him, I'm like, I married you so that you say no to me so that I don't have like a million animals in my house. But, you know, now he's the one like trying to bring things home and I have to say no, which I never thought I was going to have to say no to bringing animals home. But yeah,
0: those are the Uh, conversations that get fun because my girl, she's like, she's like, she sent me a text yesterday, like, let's revisit this baby otter situation. I'm like, what, (laughs) what baby otter situation? Mm-hmm.
1: yep yep that sounds exactly like noah like i'll i have to almost play inception with him like on certain things i have to like <laughs> do this little mind drop and just be like oh that would be so cool and like just play it off like all cool and whatnot and then no, so like just
0: dropping c's left and right
1: i mean you know it works though because then like a month later he'll be like did you know that people have like you know, pet camels and I'll be like, what? Oh my <laughs> gosh, you crazy. Like, no idea.
0: <laughs> well, they're selling one up the street. For- <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, like, so, you know, um, I, it, he, he's pretty, he's limited me. He said no more African animals. We've had some bad luck with African animals. So no more, but, uh, you know, everything else, game i guess i don't
0: know got gotcha. you i wonder if that's because of the climate or the there's just the environment
1: i think so i you know i mean there's more exotic um like uh, like large cats and such in the state of texas than there are yeah. like in the wild typically yeah. on yeah. breeds um but Texas is really difficult because, I mean, the the weather, you know, mm-hmm. it's all over the place. We'll go from 75 degrees one day to 30 degrees that night. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can't acclimate to that. I can't acclimate to that, let alone my horses. You know, I mean, I, I in Alaska, we actually we never put blankets on them. But, uh, here in Texas, I do blanket my horses, um, which sounds really weird, but I blanket them just because, you know, sometimes it drops down to five degrees and, uh, you know, I mean, I can't expect them to have a full winter coat when it was 65 degrees earlier, you know,
0: That makes sense. Cause in Alaska, they would, they would have time to start growing that coat. The weather would probably stay the same. So yep. they would have their little fur coat on.
1: Yep. Yep. And yeah, so, um, so yeah, all my guys—they've got blankets on right now, and they're all bundled up and happy. So, there
0: yeah. we go. There we go. I like it. I like it. Do you have a? Do you ever have the issue of your ponies just wanting to sit in the rain? Like my, I'm pony bashing right now. My ponies love to just sit in the rain. I'm like, there's a barn right there. <laughs> You're standing in the doorway getting soaked.
1: Yeah, my my minis and my ponies mm-hmm. will stand out in the rain all day, every day, <laughs> um, and then it's sunny and they'll be like inside, and I'm like, mm-hmm. like you know, go out, go you know, but um, my big horses now they do not appreciate the rain at all. My my gelding, my gray horse, he if it rains he is inside or he is at the gate and he will be screaming at me, mom, I need to go inside. <laughs> so, I love, it.
0: Yeah. I love it. What animals do you communicate with the most and they communicate back?
1: Uh, my water buffalo. <laughs> she actually, I will go outside and they don't moo like a cow it's like a mm. like a muted like meh.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like that man.
1: <laughs> and I can actually do it so perfectly that she will get really excited and come running to me but mm. if I mess up and I sound a little off she'll just look at me and just be like Mm-mm. like
0: mm-hmm. try better. again that's not it yeah <laughs> do better
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you know so that in the
0: water, Buffalo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and then the big guy He, um, we have some sort of weird connection and I think that that's why people, I know that people don't follow me on Facebook for like me. They follow me for (laughs) Hank.
0: I think it's a good combo though. Like that combination of you and him, it's just such a, such a distinct dynamic a unique dynamic that it just makes so much sense and it's great entertainment and education.
1: Well, and I think that there is a connection there that Hank and I share, um, You know, because I mean, he he'll come running when he sees me and we'll talk and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'll talk to him and he gets like just so excited and he loves just listening. And, you know, he'll lay down for me to scratch his belly. And he just sits (laughs) like, I mean, he loves me more than my dogs love me. And I know my dogs absolutely adore me. But that water buffalo, I mean, he's my man. And I've had him longer than I've had my husband. (laughs) <laughs> and, um,
0: How was my, that introduction, Hank? I want you to meet my husband. <laughs> How did actually, that go?
1: My husband, since he was a hunter, he asked me if he could hunt Hank on the first date. Mm. Yeah, and I was sitting there like, "Who are you?" Like, you know, I don't know. I was done with the date at that point. That like, was
0: I- it. Red flags going off left and right,
1: you know, and, uh, and then of course he comes back and all that sort of stuff. And he, you know, he, he, well, he still brings up putting Hank on the wall and I make (laughs) 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 <laughs> but um you know when hank gets naughty we he does he threatens him a little bit and i'm like hey you, know, you gotta you gotta keep it together
0: yeah, i know, man <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, you know so but um they get along great hank has fully accepted noah and he you know that water buffalo though he loves my kids mm. and i i think that that's why he likes noah is because he knows that noah's you know part of the reason they're there but i mean <laughs> Hank would, Hank would abandon me fully for my son. He, he <laughs> a kid And uh, it's, it's great to see. It's, it's really nice to see. So.
0: That's yeah. really cool. How was that introduction? Like introducing your son? This is your baby to a <laughs> a, a million pound water buffalo.
1: <laughs> you know, I have people give me so much grief about having the kids out in, at the ranch just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I Cason was five days old when I put him on a horse for the first time, you know, I mm. mean, we got up there and, um, I was on my show horse, my, my favorite horse, my best horse. Yeah. Um, and you know, we just went for a little, little loop and you know, that was it. Um, but it, it's one of those things that I trust my animals so much and they're my first kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's really more so it just feels like I'm introducing them to like their older sibling or something. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything crazy. You know, I know all these people that are like, you have this teeny tiny little baby out there with this, you know, 2,600 pound water Buffalo or whatever he weighs. And, you know, they're like, he could kill you and kill, you know, and I'm like, I mean, you could get in your car and get killed in a car accident. Mm -hmm. So You know, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to put my kids in harm's way. If I feel like there's something that's going on that they don't need to be a part of, then they're not going to be a part of it. But, you know, I mean, it's, we're all family here on the ranch, so.
0: Yeah. No, nah, that makes sense. That makes plenty of sense. Plus, you can kind of feel the energy anytime. I know I can when I walk into certain enclosures and I don't have yeah. what you have, but I got goats and ponies and ducks and chickens. And I know when I, the ducks don't want to be bothered or the goats yeah. just want treats and nothing else, like, so you kind of feel it.
1: Yeah, well, and Hank is very, um, <laughs> he is very obvious about <laughs> when he wants to be naughty, um, mm-hmm. which seems like all the time. Um, but uh, you know, there's days that I look out the window and he's like running by with a water trough on his head and just like, mom, look at me, you know. <laughs> i like,
0: just, look what I did.
1: Yeah, like come on, man, like just give me a break. But I mean, you know, and then those days I know he's probably gonna be a little more uppity than on the days that it's a hundred degrees outside and he just wants to go lay in his pond, mm. you know. So, um, it's all about just knowing your animals and you know spending time you know on the ranch and stuff and and yeah
0: so. that's cool tell me give me a, a walkthrough, like a day in the life you get up in the morning what are you doing what is a typical walk through on the ranch what do you have to do
1: well you know it depends it depends on if i have rescues or not okay um if i have rescues and they're severe neglect cases then mm-hmm. i'm up almost every night uh, or every few hours you know throughout the night um just because they have to eat every so often, we try to keep them on a, you know, two to four hour schedule. Um, So if I have rescues, it's a lot more demanding um, going out there, you know, uh, three times a night just to give them a little extra food, that kind of stuff. Otherwise, get up first thing in the morning. Um, You know, a lot of times I'm trying to sneak out there before kids wake up and all that kind of (laughs) Right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, feed everybody, uh, clean stalls. If I need to, um, work horses, uh, you know, typically I'm out there, my son that eventually comes out and he's running loose, you know, so try to keep an eye on him. <laughs> try
0: to make to keep
1: him sure. corralled. <laughs> yeah. You know, not doing anything too crazy. Um, and then, you know, I try to put my hands on every animal every day. Um, okay. you know, that gives me a head count, make sure, you know, nobody got picked off in the middle of the night or, you know, nobody, uh, um, has any cuts or injuries, nothing mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of what my day is, is just kind of going over animals, you know, saying hi, that kind of stuff. If I have project horses to help kind of balance out the, the rescue, mm-hmm. um, then it's, it's a lot of working with them and trying to get them ready for their next, their new home. So.
0: Okay. Uh, I got yeah. you. project horses, those are the horses you're, you're training for someone or training just to be right.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, the difference between my project and the rescue horses is the project horses are horses that I am looking to actually make money off of. Gotcha. Uh, cause those are going to be the ones that I can, um, you know, offer to the public and Mm -hmm. say, you know, Hey, this horse is, you know, moving well. He, um, is good with kids. He's, you know, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and offer it to, to somebody. Um, a lot of those horses are kill pen horses. So it's illegal Mm -hmm. in the United States to kill horses for consumption. Um, and so the kill pens are kind of like a dog pound where they hold Mm -hmm. them for a little while and then ship them to slaughter that kind of stuff. So I spent a lot of time out at the kill pen, kind of going through and trying to find some horses that I can help, um, whether they're rescue horses or they're my project horses, which then I can kind of rehome and all that kind of stuff. So,
0: Okay. All right. I love that. First time me hearing that. I'm just getting into the horse talk. So this is amazing.
1: Oh, there's a lot to learn. (laughs)
0: I see. I it's, watch your page. I see. I see you be yeah. a dentist. I see you be a farrier. I've, I've seen a lot. <laughs> it's
1: it's insane. I mean, I, um, especially coming from Alaska because nobody mm-hmm. ever thinks that Alaska is like horse country, but mm-hmm. there are a ton of horses up there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, uh, so yeah, coming from Alaska, nobody ever goes up there really for like clinics or anything like that. Um, you know, and so I, Learn. I went to college for horses, um, for equine science and such, and so I learned a lot while I was there. But then when I got to Texas and I actually started working professionally, I mean, it blew my mind the things that I was learning. And you know, I still to this day, if I can go shadow a vet or something like that, just you know, I'm like, you don't even have to pay me. I'm just here for the experience. Like, you know, I just I just want to learn because that's something I can take back to my crew and apply. Um, yeah you know so yeah yeah i i love it it's
0: you know i love learning man that's pretty cool like that that is awesome that you went to school but that hands-on experience is you're saying it's like nothing like it
1: oh yeah yeah no um and you know it's hard because it's really kind of like when I try to hire somebody to help out or, you know, it, it's hard because you can go to school for it, mm-hmm. but maybe you passed with a C, you know, yeah. whereas yeah. you don't, if if you're out there and actually doing it, you have to, you know, I mean, it's make or break here. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, CB kind of stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. make or break. So, um, you know, I mean, it can be kind of a, it can be shocking for people who, you know, especially on my page, because I am, you know, I post everything, yeah. um, you know, if it's bloody, if it's, you know, cause it's part of my life. I, I didn't yeah. start this page just, you know, to be a social media influencer for people or whatever, you know, I started this page just so people could actually see what was going on in the horse industry, um, you know, and the rescue world and that kind of stuff. So, um, Yeah, we love the
0: transparency. It's so genuine, but it's also educational because some people see the glory pages and the highlight reel pages and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to get into it. And then you get into it and your horse needs to have a tooth pulled and you had no idea that that's part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have people all the time, like, I'll post um, videos about, yeah, teeth or about cleaning sheaths or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, my grandparents never had to do that back in the, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And how long did your grandparents' horses live? Did mm-hmm. they, you know, were they bucking you off all the time? Were they, you know, like that kind of stuff? I'm like, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot more to it than what it was back then. And that's why we're always constantly growing and learning things is, you know, cause now we apply stuff that people didn't know back then.
0: Right. It's always learning. And, and it's good because it gives the, the animals a better quality of life too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I brought one gelding in that he, first time I got on him, he just, he broke right in two underneath me. And I mean, mm-hmm. he was like, he was bucking. It was a pain buck, you know, it was a pain mm-hmm. response yeah. and cleaned his sheath. And he never bucked again. He was my best wow. lesson horse. You know, I could put little four-year-old kids on him, and he was awesome. You know, so, um, and that's my goal is to educate people and to get kids active outside. That's the whole goal of Nine Spur Ranch is is to get people outside and um, just kind of teach them how to take care of animals and how to respect them.
0: I love that. How'd you come up with the name Nine Spur Ranch?
1: <laughs> so. Nine. I am, uh, number nine out of 14 children. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's actually more than that, but 14 of my mother's children. There's actually a total of 21. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my, um, uh, in Alaska there are, we're on the ring of fire. And Mm -hmm. so there's all these volcanoes and one of Mm -hmm. the volcanoes out front is spur with two R's.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That, is, that is creative. Nobody's going to have that. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> yeah, no, I put a lot of thought into things like I, I'm not somebody to just, you know, whip it out. I, I, I put a lot of thought into
0: things. Cool. we can down to our last few questions. So what is your go to feed store? How do you supply all these animals, whatever they need?
1: Um, so I use uh DNL in Denton or not well, Denton and in Sanger. Um it's kind of a chain feed store, but it's privately owned by a lot of uh locals and such. So um so yeah, so I use uh DNL um and uh they, they're awesome. They actually deliver directly and unload directly to um, our property, which has been a godsend with having children, because, I mean, you know, I, I feel like every horse person understands the struggle of having to unload a hundred pound bale of hay, you know, twenty hundred pound bales of hay in one hundred and ten degrees. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, so. Right, right. So,
1: Um, so yeah, so that's what we use. And, and it's, uh, it's been really great getting all our feed and stuff from them. And it feels like a little family. They actually, they sent me a a Christmas wreath for, uh, for my door this year. Okay.
0: Okay. That's cool. That's really good. It's always good to have a great relationship with the people you, you know, you have to do business with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's been times that I'll call in an order and, you know, pregnancy brain and all that stuff, I'll forget something and they'll, you know, call me back later and like, Hey, your order's a little different. Like, you know, did you mean to do this? Or, you know, and like, Oh no, I didn't like, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great, great relationship to have. Yeah. I know your, Hey Bill is crazy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually uh, try not to look at my bill.
0: I understand. I definitely yeah. understand.
1: <laughs> yes, it's one of those that I just they have my credit card on file and I just say, you know, go for
0: it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the most used thing on the ranch? Like the most used equipment or the most Yeah, let's used- go with go. Let's go with equipment first.
1: Um Probably the manure forks. Those uh, those things take a beating. (laughs) Like it's, you know, it's pretty rough on those. Water
0: buffalo uh, having water buffalo poo would definitely take a beating on a manure fork. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. So those manure forks, I tell you. I mean, even just the other day, Noah was trying to help me clean stalls, and snap, like, all right. (laughs) so um so yeah i've got one fork actually that i uh i keep hidden so nobody else can get to it (laughs) so i always have that's your fork.
0: that's like the the good pin
1: yes yes like i mm, i I keep it hidden and nobody knows where it is
0: (laughs) there we go unlocking nine spur secrets right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. Second to last question. If you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice before you got into the actual rescue aspect and all of this stuff, what would it be? We've reached that part of the show where we hook you up with some insider information. And this week, it's all about eating, pet, and pasture. And I got a 20% discount code for you. As farmers, we know the love and care it takes to raise happy and healthy animals. So choose the best when it comes to bedding, premium cut Timothy hay, and trees for your furry and feathery friends. So if you're looking for super absorbent hemp bedding, or nesting pads for your laying ladies, look no further than Eaton Pet and Pasture. Check them out right now at EatonPetandPasture.com. And first time shoppers get a 20% discount by typing in Reese at checkout. That's R E E C at checkout. Now let's get back to another excellent adventure.
1: You know, I think it would just be to be prepared for like anything and everything because I mean that's the thing is every time I think I've like seen it all or whatever, you know, something new just gets completely thrown my direction. And I, I mean, it's, um, it's always changing and you're always growing because of that. And, uh, you know, I've had to learn over time that you just, you have to be flexible. You have to realize that if this is the path that you're going to go down, it's going to be your entire life is dedicated to it. You're, you know, you don't get to call in sick. You don't get mm-hmm. to, you know, um, so, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I would love to go on vacation. <laughs> like, that would be great. But you know, I, this is my life. I, I don't get to just go on, you know, a vacation a year or anything like that. Cause I'm, you know, who's going to take care of the animals. Right. Um, uh, And I, I wouldn't change that for anything. I I really do. I love it. And, uh, you know, but definitely learning to be flexible. Um, that's been kind of one of my biggest challenges is is realizing that I, that this is the path that I chose and, Mm -hmm. you know, here we are.
0: There we go. I love that. But at least when doing something you love every day can kind of semi be a vacation because you're getting those mental health breaks in between.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's what it is. You know, I mean the last month, um, well, in December it was, it was a bit of a struggle with losing, uh, Scarlett. And I was really struggling with kind of giving Hank, um, a vacation is what I'm calling it, um, (laughs) at my friends because, you know, I felt like I was passing him off and, and that kind of stuff. And so I was really kind of struggling. Um, but you know, sometimes we do have to make those choices for ourselves because it, in, you know, hindsight, it's helping the animals too. So, um, yeah, yeah. And i Like I said, I'm so excited to have Hank back and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I can't wait till he's here doing all his crazy shenanigans. again,
0: (laughs) Taking out fences and stuff. (laughs) Maybe not that far. (laughs) Right. I love it. We really appreciate you coming on the show and and spending some time with us. I got to let you get back to Nice Spur Ranch. And that baby, I hear the baby is is ready for some mom attention. there he is oh
1: he's ready to eat
0: there we go well we will not keep uh stand between that man and a meal
1: (laughs) well thank you guys for having us and um you know bringing some attention to to our facebook and Mm -hmm. i mean my instagram and tiktok is not too crazy so you know i mean people are welcome to follow me there if they want Mm -hmm. but it's definitely you know we're definitely facebook bound so
0: absolutely the the adventures of shoshana rourke make sure you guys follow how can they donate to the rancher to the rescue
1: um so we do have a couple of posted links on our facebook um you know typically we have gofundmes when we have like an active rescue uh we also have um you know just if people want to donate through venmo or paypal you know that sort of stuff so um we do have all that posted and and linked at the top of our page so um you know and they're always welcome to message me and reach out and i'm always happy to answer questions so
0: all right thank you so much and we appreciate that interaction with having um half a million followers and still being able to go back in those comments and talk to people that's amazing among itself so appreciate you
1: yeah yeah no problem i I love educating
0: people so there we go and that's another episode of excellent adventures this time we have the water buffalo whisperer live with us so thank you again (laughs) thank you thanks for tuning in to another episode of excellent adventures powered by blackyard chickens now if you think you want to raise your own backyard flock here's the site for you blackyardchickens.com we make entertaining videos about raising baby chicks from scratch you know what i mean by from scratch right or Maybe you want to learn how to take care of your own big chickens or hens and get those fresh eggs, building a coop or buying a coop, having the necessary things inside that coop to get great egg production. You'll learn a lot of the neat tricks I've picked up along the way from other chicken enthusiasts, and you can get pretty eggs just like those. So follow us on social media and check us out on our YouTube channel.